the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry with Pastor Randy Draper. Mythology would have us believe that there is a fountain of youth. Scripture tells us that we can live long days if we just honor our parents. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Honor Thy Father and Mother. But you ought to speak in faith on your child, even if they are uh, low achievers or if they have low self-esteem or if they're not doing too well academically, you still ought to speak greatness. That's all right. God's going to use you greatly. You're going to be a wonderful young man. God has a plan for your life. I can't wait to see what God is going to do with you and through you, even though they are struggling then. Are y'all hanging with me? You ain't calling up nothing. Oh, you ain't going to add up to nothing. Yeah, yeah, you dumb. You don't ever call a child dumb. You don't call you stupid. You don't call them you idiot. You know parents do that? Listen, parents, you're doing your children no favor. They'll get that from the schools. They'll get that in the streets. Don't, don't, don't help the world out. The home ought to be a place of refuge. The home ought to be a place of encouragement. The home ought to be a place of, of nurturing. The home ought to be a place of sensitivity. Sensitivity. The home ought to be a place of freedom. Freedom. And so there's nothing wrong with expecting great things for your child. However, we should allow, we should also allow God room to move in their lives. Just when you think you had wits in and you can't go another further, God will step in and do. And there are great folk who had horrible beginnings. Amen. There are great folk who've messed up in their early life, done some silly things or some regretful things, and yet God somehow mysteriously restored for years the locusts have eaten. Only God can do that. Only God can take a child off drugs. You don't hear what I'm talking about. Only God can get a child out of jail and make them walk straight from then on. Only God can change the rebellious heart. God. God. Y'all hanging with me? A word of caution to parents. Help me, Holy Ghost. You fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Thirdly, number three, being too controlling and not releasing the reins as they mature can exasperate your child. Number three, being too what? Controlling and not releasing the reins as they what? Mature. In other words, as a child matures, 
parents must guide them into their decisions instead of making decisions for them. Okay? The younger they are, the more decisions you have to make for them because they're too young to make certain kinds of decisions. You understand? Are y'all walking with me? Amen. But now, when a child gets 10, you will not have to treat them like they're five. Amen. And when a child gets 15, you don't treat them like they're 10. And when they get 20, you don't treat them like they're 12. As a child matures, parents must not make decisions for them, but guide them into their decision. Because after a while, one of these days, they're going to leave the nest and got to make decisions. So if you're not guiding them in that process, what do they do when they're out of the house? If you made them all for them, not all of a sudden they can't even function. Do you understand what I'm saying? You want functional children. So as a child matures, parents must guide them. God, give them guidance. Say, you know what? I would not do this because, you know what? I've been there. You know what? I see something in this. Or maybe you say they, they come up with a wrong decision. You say, you know what? I believe you need to go back and revisit that. Or you might say, you know what? You need to rethink that. Or you might need to tell them, why don't you go pray about that and let's come back and see what God is up to in that. You see, you're, you're taking that child back to God, causing them to hear God so that when they're out of that house, they can walk with the Lord. And you can be at peace knowing that, you know what? They got that guided experience when they were in the home. Fourthly, listen. How do you provoke a child? By always finding the negative and never focusing on the positive. That will exasperate, that provokes a child. Always finding the negative and never focusing on the what? Positive. They can make all A's and one B, but you made a B. That's bad, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just using that as an analogy. The child cleans the room and they're proud of themselves, but look, you left that spot right there. Did you say, did you say you're old, but you know what I did? Like you did that so well. But next time, can you, can you work on this a little bit more? That's, that's a little bit different, isn't it? In other words, they clean the whole room, but yeah, you look at that spot right there. You missed that. Couldn't you see that? But that's all you saw. Are y'all listening? I don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> I think you're thinking. <laughs> it is important that we not focus on the negative. There are awesome Listen, sometimes you might look hard, but you need to find those positive things because you're not going to get, you're going you're gonna to reap more negative consequences by always finding all that that person is not doing. Sometimes you have to look hard to find something, but look. How do you provoke a child to wrath? Number five, by showing favoritism. By the showing of favoritism. Put one child over the other. One child always getting by, and the other child always getting a hammer laid on them, you know. And you know, a lot of these children, they grow up and they regret because mama had her pick, daddy had his picks, and children are wise enough to know what's going on. They're wise enough to know. Yeah, now you, you can't treat every child the same because they're all different. They have different makeups, but you can't be fair. It can be fair. Amen. Amen. Favoritism. Man, that, that makes a child that hurts. So it seems to be guilty of that. So we have to guard against that. Number six, 
here's one parent who's quite sensitive, but this is what the Lord gave me. And I, I have to say it because that's, this grows a healthy church. You know, when, I, when the Lord lead me to preach the, the word of God, I don't preach based on whether folk like it or not. If I did that, I'd have said a long time ago. I've been preaching since 79. I learned long enough by now, you can't say what the folk want to hear. And you don't preach it regardless of their faces or what they think. You just say the truth as given by the Spirit, or God's going to get you. And if they can't receive it, God's going to get them. Here's another one. How do you exasperate a child? Listen, by trying to living our dreams through our child's life. Did you get that one? Living our dreams through our what? Child's life. In other words, you said, what are you saying? Trying to get your child to do something that you couldn't do. Amen. Or trying to get your child to be something that you couldn't be. And you're going to make sure that they do that. And that, that's going to bring you satisfaction because you couldn't do it. And you want them to do it. And you're going to live your dreams through them. That's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. So you pressurize them and you put them in the cooker and you put all these expectations and you do this and you do that. And you are hurting instead of helping. Living our dreams through our child's life. Trying to get your child to do something that you would not do when you had the time. Or perhaps you tried, but you just couldn't do. Maybe circumstances or whatever it is. You have to let the Lord develop that child's life. After all, when you give your child to the Lord, the Lord knows what to do with the child. Amen? Because bottom line, we don't know what we're doing. He knows what he's doing. You give them to the Lord and you seek the Lord for guidance and wisdom. Another thing, another way to provoke your child to wrath is this. By continuously speaking in harsh tones. Harsh tones. Well, the lovely tones and our children learn to speak the way they hear us speak. If mama and daddy is cussing each other out, brothers and sisters going to be cussing each other's out. And pretty soon parents and children going to be cussing each other out. Won't you say amen? Hey. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Mama telling, husband telling wife, shut up. Wife telling husband, shut up. <laughs> and children telling parents, y'all shut up. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Rander Draper. Have you ever wondered why after doing your very best as a parent, your kids oftentimes choose to go down the wrong path. Don't be discouraged. God was the perfect parent and had the same problem with his children, Adam and Eve. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Honor Thy Father and Mother. Just harsh stuff. Some of you, the only way you communicate to your child, you screaming. Ah, did I tell you? Just hollering and screaming. 
as if your child's deaf. My children start talking, they get a little loud. I say, you know, I'm not hard of hearing. I said, I said, tone down. I'm not hard of hearing. I understand quite well. Tone down. I don't, my wife's sitting back there. I don't raise my voice at my wife. I've been married, be 25 years in February. I've never screamed at my wife. I don't holler. My children have never heard me holler at my wife or threaten my wife. Some of these children are emotionally disturbed because the parents are emotionally disturbed. You got some ED parents putting the children in emotional disturbed special education class. The parents ought to be there. Labeling these kids. These kids got labeled because the parents got them. What well, they say, amen. <laughs> harsh. Just harsh. Harsh. Hard. Just hard. Hard. And you girls, let me tell y'all something. Spirit is moving. You listen to how that boy is talking to his mama. You better hold on to that. Because the way that boy is talking to his mama, that's the way he's going to talk to you. You better listen to how he talks to his mama. You go go be that next woman in his life, you, you next. Don't y'all say amen. I mean, I mean, it's just harshness. Homes are cold, mean, rough. And then they get married, and that's all they've seen for 20 years of their lives. And when they get in that relationship, they're hard, they mean, and they tough. And you wonder what's wrong. You. <laughs> Let me share this too. Another way to, uh, to exasperate your child, being mean, negative, and physically abusive will exasperate your child. Being mean, negative, and physically abusive. That's, that's a mean parents. Some mean parents. You got some physically abusive parents. Don't you see when you cut on the television some of the stuff that they are doing to children? It's just, it's, it's heinous. It's heinous. And uh, your children being burnt and children uh, asked to do ridiculous things by, for, for, by mean of punitive measures. I mean, it's, it's, it's sickening to see what society is doing to children. Being mean, negative, or physically abusive. Not only physically, but even verbally. And finally, but not the least. Here's how we not exasperate our children. Parents, listen to this closely. I want you to listen real closely. Please, for heaven's sake. Listen close. And I believe you really are. 
I'm speaking from my heart as God has given it to me. That's why the Lord has let me park here for a while. Parents, when your children leave the nest, when they're going to leave, now they ought to leave one day. If you don't want them to leave, something is wrong with that too. Even animals put their kids out, put their, their siblings, their little babies out the nest. When your child leaves the nest, will they leave well-balanced, well-nurtured, with fond memories? When your child leaves the nest, ask yourself the question, will they leave well-balanced, will they leave well-nurtured, and will they leave with fond memories? I mean, fun. Can your child say, you know what? We had fun. We took vacations together. We played together. We went to concerts together. We went to parks together. We played games together. We just sit around and just enjoyed each other. Will they have fun memories of their family experiences? Of, uh, listen, here's the other side. Or will they leave with battle scars, pain, insecurity, and resentment. Some children, when they leave home, they resent their parents. And that's, that's a horrible thing when a child leaves. That's a bad thing when a child don't even want to go home. It's, it's a horrible thing when Thanksgiving comes and the family can't even sit down at a Thanksgiving dinner. Will they leave well-balanced, well-nurtured, with fun members to the point that they can't wait to come home? They run home, look forward. When they think of home, they, they, they're filled with expectation and anticipation. Oh, when they leave that house, will they leave with battle scars, pain, insecurity, or resentment? We parents must realize that our children are a gift from God, no matter what they've done, no matter how they are, they're still mama's child and they're still daddy's child. Amen. And God holds us ultimately responsible as to their nurturing and guidance into the fullness of life. And all God's children said, Lord, thank you for this message. Father, it's the kind of message that make us think it's not a shouting message, but it's it strikes at the heart of our souls. And Father, Satan really hates these kinds of messages. And he'll run interference on these messages because he want to wreak havoc in the home. He really wants to destroy the family. He hates mothers. He hates fathers. He hates children. He hates churches. 
He hates pastors. He hates your word. He hates the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. I know children have failed because they're not perfect. I know they've said things they shouldn't have said, done things they shouldn't have done. Father, help us to forgive our children so that we can better relate to them and minister to them because we can't really minister with unforgiving spirit. Whatever it is, Lord, help us to let it go. Go. And then, Father, we as parents, we realize we fail to. Times we should have been there when we weren't. Things we should have done that we didn't do. Perhaps just too tired. Perhaps had nothing left to give at the expense of our own children. And we pray, God, that you forgive us as parents because there's no perfect parents in this room, including myself. You were the only perfect parents, parent. And your children, Adam and Eve, failed you in a perfect environment. Perfect God with perfect instructions. And yet they failed you. So, Father, when we look and see you, we see our shortcomings in light of who you are. Help us to be better ministers of the gift that you have entrusted for a season in our lives. We love you now. In Jesus' name. All God's children said, Amen. Did this message minister to you? How many understood the message? I mean, it spoke to you. Now, now what are you going to do with what you heard? Satan, don't mind you hearing a message as long as you don't do nothing with it. She said, now you got it. Just let it go. Hey, great message. I'm out of here. That's all. That's all Satan wants you to do. Just brush it off. But it's at your expense. And it's a high cost. You're going to pay for brushing it off. The Lord loves you. He knows what his children need. And he's an on-time God. Perhaps you're trying and you don't have the support of the church because you're not in a church. And if you're not in a church, then your child is not in youth ministry. They're not in Sunday school. They're not in the activities of youth day and these kinds of things. The church is a, a, a reinforcer, an encouragement, a support to the family. And if you are not in the church, and if you don't have your children faithfully in the church, you're fighting a losing battle. You're fighting. But you know what, parents? Daddy, when you come together and mama come together, the whole house will be set in order. So you saying, well, I'm waiting on my children, and God is saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I really am. And maybe God wants you to make a fresh start even now. For some of you, you say, well, my child's grown now. 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Some of you say, you know, my child's grown now. It's they're gone. When I look and I, I, I messed up and I didn't do it all right. Yeah. Thank God for forgiveness. You repent where you are. Give your children to Jesus. And he knows where they are, even if you don't know where they are. And he knows how to bring them back. He knows how to bring them back. You just be like the prodigal son's father. Hold your position and wait on the Lord. Good things come to those who wait. Trusting in him to do like only he can do. Because the fact of the matter is, listen, when they're out of that house, all you can do is commit them to the Lord. Even when they're in the house, all you can do is commit them to the Lord. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.